This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. Kia ora koutou katoa, kua huhi mai nei, mō tēnei o tato. My name is Peter Barron and I am the radio pharmacist and I'm here on OAR 105.4 FM every week. Over the next half hour, we will talk about how and why and when to use medicines and other matters concerning your health. If you missed the show or wish to listen to today's show or previous shows, these are available on podcast. I'm always happy to talk about any specific issues or questions that you have, and you can contact me at The Radio Pharmacist on Facebook or on my website at radiopharmacist.co.nz. Nō reda, nō mai, haere mai, and let's get started. And kia ora koutou katoa on this uh, yeah, rangi ātahua. What a beautiful day. After all the bad weather we've uh, we've had over the last couple of weeks, it's really nice to have a little bit of warmth and the sun shining. I uh, see the daffodils and that are starting to push their heads through in the garden, so we're looking forward to those brilliant displays of yellow in the not-too-distant future. Uh, just a reminder, if, uh, if you do happen to miss today's show and you want to listen to today's show or previous ones, you can do that on the uh, on the Access Radio website. That's oar.org.nz, or alternatively, you can go to my website, radiopharmacist.co.nz. Click on podcast and both go. Click on the OAR link in the case of my um, my website. Uh, select podcasts. Type in radio pharmacist and select the show that you want to listen to. Um, Last week we were talking about, uh, well through talking more about COVID and what's happening with immunity, what we can expect in the future. So we're going to carry on with that today. But as I alluded to last week, uh, the government has now and the Ministry of Health have now widened access for those who are eligible and who do have COVID. They've widened access <coughs> excuse me, to the antiviral drugs. Um, basically two of them, one called Paxlovid, I won't bore you with the uh, pharmaceutical name, and the other one called Ligevrio. Now, uh, the drug of first choice is Paxlovid, the drug of second choice is Ligevrio. Uh, Even though you might have seen advertising to the contrary, uh, absolutely the drug of first choice is Paxlovid. There are some people who won't be able to take that uh, because of either uh, some prior conditions you may have, Um, You can't take it if you're pregnant, you can't take it if you're breastfeeding, uh, you can't take it if you're taking things like St. John's Wort, which a lot of people do, um, sort of they buy over the counter. And there's some other medications that need to be changed. So if you can't take Paxlovid for some reason, uh, there is the option of going to Ligivrio. But first of all, these are funded by the government. These medications are both very expensive. Um, they haven't even told us how much. Um, I do know with Givrio that the uh, it's well in excess of $1,000 per course if people want to buy it. You can't buy Paxlovid, but uh, Ligivrio, uh, some people who are travelling do want to buy it. So it's quite expensive, and that's just for a five-day course. So the other good news is that uh, with both of them, they've now been rescheduled from needing a doctor's prescription to you being able to go to a pharmacy. But the eligibility criteria are still exactly the same. So there's quite a, uh, in order to, for us to provide them to you free of charge, oh sorry, just to provide them full stop, 
you have to be eligible and there are some criteria. <coughs> Anybody who's over 75 um, and has, uh, has COVID, so you have a positive rat test or you are a close contact of somebody who has a so household contact of somebody who has um, COVID, then you may be eligible for a free course of Paxlovid. Um, that, particularly if you think you've got symptoms, the most important thing is do a rat test and report it, please. We're noticing from wastewater testing, etc., that a lot of the te- a lot of the positive people in the community are not going on and reporting that. And it's critically important. If we're going to control this virus, then we need to have accurate population information, please. So if you've got COVID, please go and report it. I know some people aren't because they don't want to take time off work, etc., etc., etc. But what that's doing is putting the rest of us at risk. And what it's also doing, because you're going back out in the community and you're spreading this virus, is you're selecting for the new variants. You're selecting for resistance. Um, Because um, what our bodies are going to do, if we've recognised this before, this virus is not going to survive. But if you're somebody who hasn't been infected and you get infected, then the virus is going to replicate, and every time it replicates, it's going to be looking to mutate to evade the body's defences. So it's really, really important, please, that you do, if you've got symptoms, get a rat test and test yourself. If you don't have rat tests at home, then go on, go online and look up uh, rat tests and you'll be directed to, uh, to a pharmacy or a collection point. And you'll be able to go and get rat tests. You'll be given four tests per person. And you'll also be given or offered a box of masks free of charge. Uh, The other really important thing, I know people are saying, look, I don't like wearing masks. I'm sick of wearing masks. The best protection you can give yourself beyond being vaccinated is wearing masks where you're going to be at risk. So any time that you're outside of your home, effectively, you are at some risk. Sure, if you're out walking and you're maintaining social distancing, then you're fine. But if you're in a retail space, if you're in a supermarket, if you're in a pharmacy, if you're in a doctor's surgery, uh, if you're where you're going to be routinely within people within a couple of metres, then please wear the masks and please wear them properly. There's no point wearing bandanas or anything like that. If you want to get a free supply of masks and a free supply of, um, of rat tests, then ring up the or get on Google the um, health line or sorry, Google COVID or go on your COVID app and order, get an electronic order number and come into your pharmacies or your vaccination centres who are rat distribution centres. <coughs> When you do that, you will be directed to um, HealthPoint, and HealthPoint will direct you to pharmacies or other collection points who will offer those free of charge to you. So, look, please, 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 um, if you are pos- if you think you've got symptoms, get tested. What we are starting to see, unfortunately, I've seen a couple of people in the last couple of weeks who have been reinfected with COVID. And we know that uh, there are increasing numbers of people that are getting a second infection and in some cases a third infection. If you've just had COVID, it's unlikely that you're going to get reinfected 
in the next month. Uh, you may get some. We've had a couple of people, once again, who have taken Paxlovid, taken the antiviral, and a few weeks later they're getting the symptoms back. And you may have noticed, if you're following the news, President Biden in the United States uh, caught COVID, was treated with Paxlovid, and then about a week later he's got the symptoms back. Now, that's probably not a reinfection what it is is probably a reactivation of the virus. What the antiviral will have done is it will have suppressed the um, suppressed the virus, and then once the um, the drug has worn off, the virus has reactivated. So it's not a reinfection, but that's very very rare, um, and we don't see it terribly often. <coughs> Excuse me. So last week we were so just remember that uh, if you're over seventy five. If you're immunocompromised and you test positive, a positive rat test, then you're automatically eligible for Paxlovid. What we do have to do is either doctors or ourselves will go through and we'll check that you don't have any other reasons why you can't take it. In some cases, we may get you to stop certain medications. Other cases, we may get you to reduce those medications. In some cases, we simply won't be able to provide it. If you're not in that age group, then there's another criteria relating to relating to age, and we're looking to get a score of five. So Pharmac have set a set of eligibility criteria. We have a tool that we work through. We look for things like your age. So if you're over 75, you're automatically eligible. If you've got a positive rat, uh, sorry, you're immunocompromised, you're automatically eligible. If you're uh, between, I think, or just under 65, it's a factor of two. If you're over 50 and under 60, it's a factor of one. If you're Māori or Pacifica, it's a factor of one. If you've got chronic respiratory disease, so asthma and things like that, that's a factor of one. If you've got uh, specific problems um, in terms of uh, depressive illnesses, anxiety, etc., that's a factor of one. If you've got a BMI, so if, you're, if you've got a very high body mass index, that's a factor of one. If you're a smoker, it's a factor of one. So as long as we, you meet the criteria, we will be able to supply to you. The other thing is that it must be started within five days of the onset of symptoms or you're getting a positive rat test. If you're outside of that window, then you're not eligible to have Paxlovid. Um, I can tell you from personal experience, from having had COVID myself, unfortunately, in the last month or so, and having been eligible for Paxlovid, that uh, it does have some side effects. It, uh, it's likely to give you quite an unpleasant taste in your mouth. We do expect that. Uh, it's a bearable taste, and it goes away after, uh, after you stop taking the medication. So it's a not, not an unreasonable price to pay for five days of actually trying to knock this virus on its head. The, the types of symptoms, as I've said, uh, talking to people I know in my household, both my brother and myself had, uh, had COVID. His symptoms, he didn't think he had. He just thought it was his normal nasally self in the morning. Um, I was feeling fine and then I couldn't get warm. I sat in front of the fire. I climbed into a sleeping bag. I still couldn't get warm. I did a rat test on myself. It came up immediately positive. I then said to my brother, well, you better do this as well. He did it and he was positive. So we were both eligible for Paxlovid. So we both started a course of Paxlovid the next day. 
My brother uh, said that uh, he felt just like a little bit of a cold. He didn't get any of the other symptoms. And I know that some people are lucky enough to get away with that. In my case, I got a very, very sore throat. Um, I Once I got a sore throat and phlegm was building up in my throat, I found that I couldn't stop coughing. Uh, I found that it was uncomfortable to lie down. So I climbed into a sleeping bag in, a, in an armchair in front of the fire and I just slept there at night and that stopped my coughing. I certainly had a bit of what I might call COVID fog. Um, I wasn't feeling my normal self, that's for real. Um, I didn't really get any other symptoms. I had minor headache at one stage, but I did notice that the cough persisted. I was back to work after seven days. I noticed the cough did persist, and certainly at the end of the day, I was starting to feel a bit weary. Um, I've had staff, as I've said, who've um, who found that the persistent cough was the annoying thing. One of my other staff who had been self-isolating because a flatmate was positive uh, advised me yesterday that she'd now turned positive. She said her husband, was, who's also positive now, was feeling absolutely miserable. Um, she wasn't feeling flash, she said that, and she certainly didn't look flash when I saw her on our video call. Uh, she had extremely sore throat. She said she had a very bad headache. So it is affecting people differently. The other really important thing is that if you have been COVID positive, please don't get back into serious exercise. It's fine to go for a walk when you feel up to it, but certainly don't push yourself. Uh, you've run a real risk of getting what we call long COVID, and that is a major problem for a lot of people. We don't want you getting long COVID, so don't get back into your exercise regime for two or three weeks until you feel that you're fully recovered. So folks, look, I'll come back and talk some more about COVID in a few moments. But in the meantime, uh, we'll go to a bit of a promo and then we'll have a bit of music from Rod Stewart. Thank you. The Radio Pharmacist, sharing tips and practical advice on the management of a range of healthcare matters every Tuesday at noon on ORFM Dunedin. Taking the time to explore some of the bigger issues around health and wellbeing in simple, easy language we can all understand. The Radio Pharmacist, bold, innovative, sometimes controversial, and not afraid to tell it as it is. Tune in Tuesdays at noon on 105.4 FM and 1575 AM or online at oar.org.nz. That's the Radio Pharmacist, every week on Tuesdays at noon.
And kia ora, you're back with Radio Pharmacist Peter Barron. Rod Stewart there, and we're sailing. Uh, good to see that uh, with the GP series, uh, the Sail GP series, that we actually are sailing again, and New Zealand won the uh, won the, the, the Great Britain leg, which was, uh, was good because we didn't perform terribly well last year. So coming back to COVID, and I just want to refresh that a little bit like influenza, we've... Um, we know that the current strains of uh, influenza date from over a century ago, 1918, and the devastating flu epidemic. And the descendants of that uh, that uh, virus are still with us. It's a fairly similar virus. It's a coronavirus. It's like the common cold. It's a coronavirus. So we've got a lot of human experience. And unfortunately, they that still comes in waves. It still affects us. I know that people sort of downplay, oh, it's just the flu. I wish people wouldn't say it's just the flu. Uh, the flus and colds are totally different things. And as I've said previously, the only way I can describe influenza is that it feels like you get hit, hit by the bus and then the bus stopped and backed over you for good effect. They're totally different and we shouldn't downplay it. Influenza in this country kills between five and 600 people every year. Um, with COVID, we've 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 been fairly lucky, and I mean, I know some people are getting rather tired of the COVID message, but the reality is that we've only had about fifteen hundred um, either COVID or COVID-associated deaths, and that is really compared to the rest of the world is a fairly low rate because now we know that you know we're talking about one point five million. It's probably half of our population have been confirmed. And that gives us a, a case rate, what we describe, describe as a case rate of approximately eight people um, dying for every 100,000 cases. That's very, very low. Uh, if we give some context around that, as I said last week, if we looked at the Delta, Delta variant, which was originally out, the context of that was that it was probably one death for every 100 cases. Um, so we've done remarkably well um, and we just need to continue being doing remarkably well. As I said before, this virus wants to survive, and it's not going to outwit our immune system. We've got the advantage of being immunised, we've got the advantage of people having been infected, and our immune system develops memory over time. It's not just from the vaccination. The vaccination's uh, effectiveness will wane over time. But a huge advantage is that as our body builds up experience, this virus is not going to get a get a free home run. Um, so, but the the other part that uh, is important um, is that the people who are most likely to get infected at the moment are those that haven't been infected yet. Um, so that's the people who haven't been vaccinated, the people who aren't masking, etc. The reality is that if you're young and healthy, the, you're likely, if you do get reinfected, the symptoms are likely to be mild, uh, but if you're older, then they could be more serious for you. Um, what I guess the general consensus is that when we start to get repeat infections, they will not be as severe as the first time round, um, and that's supported by a whole range of studies. But, yeah, the, the important thing is that even though we might be getting we might be a little less susceptible it comes down to scale and that's the, the sort of the classic issue that a small percentage of a big number is still a big number um, so whilst 
from an individual point of view, you may not be terribly in, uh, affected. If a million people get infected all at once, um, then it's going to be a really bad hand for a whole lot of people. And the people it's going to be a particularly bad hand for are going to be older people. And those older people could be your parents, they could be your grandparents, they could be your workmates. Um, what we've got to avoid is we've got to avoid this major strain on our health system. We've really got a health system under pressure and we need to make sure that we take that pressure off. And the way we take that pressure off is we get our immunisation. We get our immunisation against COVID. We get our immunisation against influenza. And most importantly, we continue to wear our masks. So we're out of time again. Um, I hope you're not getting too bored with me hammering this COVID message, but I, unfortunately, in my work as a frontline health professional, we're confronted with this every day. And the people that I go and visit, the people that I take out their Paxlovid to them, the people who have got the severe symptoms of, of COVID, they don't think this is a joke anymore. They're not enjoying being at home. They're not enjoying the isolation. They're not enjoying the illness that comes with it. And they're not enjoying the after effects. So I ask and I plea once again, if you haven't been immunised or you're not wearing your masks and you're not observing social distancing, please do. If you get symptoms, please get a rat test. If you haven't got rat tests at home, go online, get the electronic order number and come in and pick up a supply of rat tests and keep them at home. And we'll throw in a free box of masks for you, all courtesy of the taxpayer. So folks, look, we're out of time. Norida, tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou, tēnā tato katoa. Well, folks, all good things must come to an end, and we are out of time for today. Thanks for listening, and I hope that you found today's kōrero useful. If you have a question for me or a subject you would like me to discuss on the show, please message me on the Radio Pharmacist on Facebook or at my website at radiopharmacist.co.nz. If you missed today's show or previous shows, they're available on podcast at oar.org.nz. This is Peter Barron, the Radio Pharmacist, signing off OAR 105.4 FM for today. So until next Tuesday at noon, Kakiti Anō. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.